this week we've spent a good deal of time talking about encampments in our province, right? And it's not something that's unique to any one place well, in the country, I don't think. I think everybody is dealing with this. I, mean, we're, I only know for sure what's happening in Alberta, and, and I've been doing a lot of reading about it this week. And, you know, just here in Alberta, you can find news stories, and it's not hard to do. Um, just put in the name of a community and the word encampment, it'll come back that, that the number of communities in our province that are dealing with this right now um, is pretty overwhelming. And I'm talking about, like, from Grand Prairie to Medicine Hat, uh, Red Deer, Lethbridge, Wetaskiwin, and, of course, Calgary, Edmonton, um, and it, it's, you know, a very closely watched development unfolding in Edmonton for one week now. This started last Friday. Um, as you know, and we've talked about back at the middle of December, um, city police decided to uh, get started on removing eight encampments in Edmonton that they deemed to be high risk. A court injunction was sought and granted um, by groups that didn't want to see that happen. So the mayor then got together. Um, They were going to start removing these encampments on December 18th. The injunction came in, couldn't do it. Mayor brought everybody together. Police sat down with social agencies, everybody involved. And they came up with a list of conditions that would get around that court injunction. So if if these conditions were met, they could remove the encampments. And that included things like providing 48 hours notice to the people living in those encampments, um, making sure, and this is a big one, guaranteeing that there would be um, access to shelter space for anybody that was evicted from these encampments. Um, The weather had to be considered, you know, I mean, if it was going to be really cold, which I think this qualifies as really cold, and certainly midweek when we're looking at minus 30, that's really cold. So that had to be considered and had to be a factor. So there's a bunch of different things. But um, as I say, they didn't start removing them on the 18th of December, but they did on Friday. Uh, The first one went, uh, down and now four have been removed, at least four that I know of, which means four remain. Um, now, as a follow-up to this, yesterday there's an open letter written to the mayor, Amarjeet Sohi, calling for a moratorium on any further removals uh, in the city of Edmonton, and that's been signed by all kinds of people. Several thousand people have signed on to that open letter so far. Um, among them, you've got uh, Janice Irwin, the NDP MLA. You've got Blake Desjardins, who is an NDP Uh, MP, a number of social agencies, local businesses, doctors, faith groups, the list goes on. Uh, Like I say, thousands of people have signed. And one of the issues that's raised in this letter is the fact that the majority of the people living in and evicted from these encampments are Indigenous. And that's something we haven't talked a lot about. But where are we on these encampments and the people living in them? We're going to speak now with Judith Gale. Um, Judith is the leader of Bear Clan uh, Beaver Hills House or Be- Bear Clan Patrol in Edmonton. Um, Judith joins us now. And, and Judith, sorry, I, I messed up the name because it's changed somewhat recently. It's now you're, you're, it's the Bear Clan Edmonton, right? That's what we're going to call it? Uh, no, Shane. First of all, I just want to um, say thank you so much, Masicho Hai Hai, uh, for having us on your show this morning for this most important topic. Uh, and um, our name, just to clarify, is Bear Claw because we always oh, okay. have our claws out fighting for the rights Got you. of our brothers and sisters. Fair so, enough. Um, what, what's been happening uh, in our fine country of Canada is something that has been a bone of contention for me for, for quite some time. And I was quite happy when the United Nations Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People back in uh, 2021 came out with uh, Article 1 to 46 
And in those articles, Article 21 and Article 23 uh, refer to housing as a as a right, as a human right. And, uh, you know, um, Canada, I'm sorry to say, has put, uh, it seems, in my opinion, has put that declaration on the back burner um, because they're continuously um, stomping on the human rights of our brothers and sisters. You know, um, they, as far as I'm concerned, um, as an Indigenous person uh, and a leader in um, my uh, uh, community, I believe that um, every every being on Mother Earth has a rhyme and a reason for being here. So who are we to snuff that out? Our brothers and sisters have every right to coexist with every being on Mother Earth. And unfortunately, the city of Edmonton would much rather push them out and and disregard them completely. So, uh, because there is no adequate housing in this city, affordable rather, mm-hmm. uh, affordable, adequate housing for our brothers and sisters, um, as well as the shelters are not up to par. Um, although um, our fine province loves to throw a multi-million dollars at these facilities, but yet we find more brothers and sisters on the outside of those facilities than on the inside being taken care of. So that, you know, that is very alarming to us as well. And these are just human beings trying to survive, you know. So it's just, um, yeah, it's very disconcerting. It is. And I'm glad that we are a part of the litigation uh, that against the city of Edmonton in regards to bylaw 2202, which gives authority to the city of Edmonton to remove uh, any tents. Uh, okay, so. but just let me ask you, let me ask, because I agree with everything that you're saying. I agree with every single word that you said. We have failed. We need to do a better job of looking after our brothers and sisters. I'm with you 100%. Shelter spaces, social agencies, mental health, addiction, you name it. We've dropped the ball on every one of them. But these encampments aren't an answer, Judith. This is the thing. Help me to understand this, because to me, I mean, it's supposed to be minus 33 degrees on Wednesday night. I cannot imagine saying, you know what, don't take down that makeshift shelter with a tent and a tarp. It's just, that that, that can't be our answer, Judith, can it? No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's unconscionable in a civilized society, you know, but here we find ourselves in this predicament. And why? That's, that is the big question. Our mayor does not understand uh, the severity of his, of the, his and the council's actions. You know, every day uh, there is somebody dying in the, under those conditions. And that's just, who are we to take somebody else's life when we could quite easily uh, house people? That, in my opinion, is the, um, the, the answer to this all, is that we must be able to house each and every human being on Mother Earth. You know, we're the only species on Mother Earth that does not allow our own a dwelling. Now, and we're, we call ourselves the most uh, intelligent. <laughs> 
So let me ask you. Uh, first of all, somebody's lived in Alberta, lived in Edmonton most of my life. Um, I've never seen it like this. When we talk about encampments and we talk about, and I live on the River Valley and I and I see it every single day, Judith. It's never been like this. How did we get here? What? It's there's. We've always had an issue with people living on the streets. I'm not saying this is something brand new. It's never been to this extent, to my experience. What happened? How did we get here? You're absolutely right. It's never been to this extent. And I believe that we turned a corner uh, when COVID uh, happened, when we left that whole demographic out in the cold to fend for themselves while everybody in the city was hunkered down, uh, locked down, all businesses were closed, and everybody was uh, tucked away in their own dwellings. Our brothers and sisters had none, had nobody to advocate for for them. They didn't even have the dignity of washrooms, for goodness sakes, or even water. So that's when our group of volunteers decided to hit the streets, was to advocate and help our brothers and sisters through the most horrific time in history, a pandemic, when you would think that we would embrace human beings and say we'll take care of everybody well unfortunately that didn't happen during covid and because of that i believe there's a break in in uh, human psyche uh for our brothers and sisters they realize that they're just thrown away people and so yes it has gotten worse the drug epidemic is worse it's a poisoning on the street that makes our brothers and sisters um into um um uh, into uh, people without any um care or um dignity for themselves because the drug has gotten a hold of them so badly it's a poisoning and i feel that we need to address that in order yeah, you know i agree to, to get uh and then as well our mental health yes. that has played havoc on our brothers and sisters i see it every day you know we go out and we support our brothers and sisters all the time and the most vulnerable on the street are our brothers and sisters with severe mental health and never before have we heard the term drug-induced schizophrenia yeah psychosis yeah Right. And when a person is in psychosis, they do not recollect any of their actions. So therefore, how can they be responsible for what they do? Because they don't even understand what they're doing. It's a complete um, it's a complete dis, uh, dislocation from head to body, you know. So um, we have to uh, start by cleaning up this fentanyl, carfentanyl, um, this meth problem. Um, You know, that's what uh, I'd like to see anyways. Um, And uh, the people that do use, and we need safe consumption sites. We need more detox centers. I hear every day that our brothers and sisters want uh, uh, to access uh, um, detox and when they tr- uh, go all the way to the north end to access, to try to access detox they're told oh you can't We're, we've got a waiting list for three months you know so then their their little light is diminished 
And what do they do? They go back to, they have no other alternative but to go back to the street and continue on in that fashion because that's what it's a cycle. it's a cycle, exactly. And that's exactly what I hear from our brothers and sisters. They feel that they're regurgitated garbage. The city of Edmonton chews them up and throws them out at the other end. And it's over and over and over and over again. Judith, it is a mess. Uh, unfortunately, I'm out of time, but thank you so much for being with us today. I do appreciate it. We'll, we'll talk again uh, and because there's a lot more we can discuss. So we'll do it again soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. And you have a wonderful day.